Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey everybody and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday. It is the first Mastery Monday of May. I am super excited about this because I love May. It is one of my favorite months of the year. Why? Because it's starting to get nice and warm. The sun is shining a lot. And I love good weather. So if you are sitting at home and you've been spending a lot of time at home like a lot of people have through this COVID-19 lockdown, I can imagine you are also really excited to see May and all of the sunshine and the flowers. Yesterday, Saturday, I'm recording this on Sunday evening, yesterday my wife asked me to go get a whole bunch of dirt and so I went to the local dirt place and I got like nine yards of dirt. So I literally got the opportunity to shovel yard after yard of dirt because our new house has no real landscaping. So we are making it our own, which means that my wife is making it full of plants, which means that I'm making it full of dirt, which is like, it's fun sometimes, but I got a little bit of a sunburn and I got a lot of beautiful dirt that I got to shovel into my truck and then back out of my truck, which is always exciting, right? And really, this time of year is actually super appropriate and apropos for the the topic of today, which is making decisions from a place of fear. Because when you plant a garden, you're essentially saying that you hope and you have faith and that you believe in the properties of growth and becoming something that you aren't yet. You know, you plant a seed in the ground and it is nothing. And then all of a sudden, a couple of months from now with proper care and proper feeding and all of the things that come along with a garden, weeding and dunging as we don't, I don't dung. I let my wife do all the dirty work, right? But all of that stuff creates something that's beautiful. You know, if you plant flowers, you have these beautiful blooms. If you plant fruits and vegetables, you have something that you can eat. And Today, I wanted to talk about making decisions from a place of fear, which is literally, I think, the opposite of gardening. Now, I don't much care for gardening, but my wife does, and so I get to do some of it, and it is the perfect um, analogy for making decisions from a place of hope and a place of joy and a place of faith that the work that you're doing now is going to create something that is much bigger and much more exciting than the thing that you you can see in front of you in this moment. That brings me to the question of what is fear and why do we often make decisions from a place of fear rather than from a place of abundance? And I think it, it boils down to a number of basic things that I think we've all heard, but it's that fear of not missing out. It's a fear of not having enough. A lot of us make decisions from a place of fear because of failure. We're afraid we're going to fail. We're afraid we are not going to be able to succeed to the level that we want to succeed to. We also have 
uh, often a, uh, a fear of not being enough of what our tribe looks like. You know, if you're a conservative person, you, you might have a fear of not looking conservative enough. Uh, if you are a you know a liberal person, you might have a fear that you don't look as liberal enough for your uh, you know your liberal friends. Um, you know whatever your politics are is not really relevant, but we often have this fear of not being enough like our tribe. I think that's one of the reasons why you go into certain neighborhoods in the world and you have the Joneses and everybody trying to keep up with them because this is what your tribe looks like. Now you have to kind of look like that as best you can. That's that's what we do. And when we don't do that, we have a fear that we're not going to fit in. So maybe that's really what it is. It's a fear of not fitting in, which is a huge component of why people, you know, make some decisions that they they aren't really proud of, that aren't really reflective of what they believe is the best way to uh, behave in a given situation. Which brings me to my next question, which is, what's the difference between caution and fear? Because being cautious is really important, I think, in making sure that you look for appropriate ways to solve and overcome difficulties, where I think fear is really more based in a reality of, I am not good enough to achieve, and so I'm not going to even try. Which I like to call that failing ahead of time. A lot of people get into this position where they they look at a problem, they look at a, an issue. I actually coached a woman the other day, and I said, you know, what's holding you back from losing this weight and continuing down the path that you had already started on, uh, I think it was a year and a half ago, and then stopping and then stopping right at Thanksgiving and not getting back on the bandwagon, not getting back on the boat until I, now it's May. And I think I've been coaching her for about three weeks, so three weeks ago. And really, that was failing ahead of time. She, Her thought was, I just pushed too hard. And then when I asked her, well, what do you make that mean? What does that thought mean to you? I just pushed too hard. Th- this was her response. These are her literal answers. She said, I didn't meet the goal that I wanted to. I failed. I'm not strong enough. I gave up. I was doing so well. I'm never going to get back. Well, when I listen to those answers, I failed. I didn't meet the goal that I wanted to, which is essentially I failed. I'm not strong enough, which means I'm a failure. Uh, I was doing so well, which means I failed. I'm never going to get back, which means I failed. And every single one of her thoughts that was, you know, surrounding this one thought, I just pushed too hard, was I failed and I'm a failure. Well, the really interesting part of that is that the actions that she put into place with those thoughts were she piled on shame, she ate whatever came along, she ate junk, were her words, and she was too busy to exercise and follow her meal plan and do the right cooking and all the things that come along with having a healthy diet, and she made excuses. All of those things that she did were direct result of her thoughts, which meant that she stopped progressing and she failed ahead of time. Even though she was well on her way before she had stopped progressing and started to believe this thought of it's just not sustainable which created a reality for her that it wasn't sustainable, and then she failed ahead of time. Where when we make decisions out of caution, we're making decisions after having weighed the facts and giving 
ourselves an appropriate amount of time to make a decision, but not carrying on forever and ever wondering if there's just one more angle that we need to look at or if we're digging into another level of this problem so that we can feel like we're doing something, but in reality, we're just over-researching something that just needs a decision made on it, right? So you see those two contrasting realities, setting a timeline, doing your best research, and then making your best decision versus just digging and digging and digging until you've exhausted all information and you still don't know what are you going to do. A long time ago when I sold cell phones, I had this guy, this client, he would come in, he would come in literally once a week and he would look at all the phones and he would ask me all the questions and he'd be like, well, what does this one do? And what does that one do? And why does this one have this feature? And why is that feature important? And why is that feature better than this feature? And why would you want this phone over that phone? And he would, he did this for, I think, six months. And every single time he would come in and he would look at new phones. And it wasn't like there was anybody, you know, who was saying, hey, you need to get a new phone. But he wanted a new phone, but he just could not make a decision. And that guy was living in fear that he would make the wrong decision. And what I like to tell people, especially when it comes to, you know, overcoming your pornography use or stopping overeating is going forward and making a decision and sticking with that decision and owning that decision is much, much more empowering and much more important than making the absolute right decision. Which brings me to the next question that I often talk about when it comes to fear, which is, what is it about making a decision from a place of fear versus abundance that makes our lives better or worse? And this one, you know, there are a lot of parallels in all of these answers, but this one in particular gives you, you know, an idea of who you want to be. When you make decisions from abundance, you're making a decision to go forward, to create. You're planting a garden. You're trying something new. You're, you know, creating a, a different reality for yourself. You're becoming the person that you want to be slowly. Whereas when you make decisions out of fear, based in fear, and by the way, not making a decision or, you know, sitting back and watching the world go by as everybody else makes their decisions, that's also a decision. But it's a place that holds you back. It's it's literally being stopped in your tracks and not going forward. And when you don't go forward in your life, you feel stuck, you feel trapped, you feel unable to accomplish, you feel uh, overwhelmed. A lot of people feel overwhelmed, which is a horrible place to be. And the truth is, is that if you just decided, I'm going to make this decision, I'm going to live with it, and I can change it later if that's how I feel about it, you would be so much more empowered. And you would also be willing, more willing to try new things, because you're going to learn things along the way. And whenever we have an opportunity to learn, and we own that opportunity to learn, and we do our very best to assimilate all of the good information that comes into our lives, and uh, tell ourselves the stories that serve us the best, then we grow, then we become closer to the person that we want to be, rather than being stuck and waiting for life to happen to us or happen for us. We stop worrying about whether or not all of a sudden somebody's going to hand us the job that we want. We stop worrying about whether or not we're going to succeed at overcoming our pornography use. We stop worrying about whether or not we're going to lose the weight that we need. We just put together a plan we execute on that plan as best we can, and then all of a sudden things start happening around us. 
and it may take a while. You know, overnight success is not usually overnight. It usually takes a lot of effort and a lot of upfront time to get to where you want to be as you learn the nuances of being an expert at whatever it is that you are trying to do. Even if being an expert is just you trying to be good at having a healthy body, you're going to have to take time, you're going to have to take effort, and you're going to have to make decisions along the way that drive you in the right direction. One of the questions I like to ask my clients is, you know, the, a lot of my clients, a lot of people operate from a place of fear. I don't want to tell my wife because I don't want to try this new thing because I'm afraid that I might fail. And not everybody says it in those terms, but a lot of what we say really is, surrounds those terms. But one of the questions that I like to ask my clients is, if you knew this was going to work, what would you give up to get there? And this is a really powerful question because I think it does a great deal of focusing the mind on what is actually important and what you can do to create the reality that you want to live. If I want to be pornography free, I have to begin by believing that I can be pornography free. Just like you have to believe that plants are going to grow and that's why you plant the seed. As I was researching for this podcast, I came across Matthew 13 verse 44. So the book of Matthew, uh, there is this story of a man who sells everything. I'm going to read a little bit of it. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. It's really interesting to me, this particular story, because he comes across a treasure, whatever that treasure is. And I think we could all think of that treasure as the thing that we most desire in terms of the goal that we want to achieve. And as we look at that thing and we say, okay, what's it going to cost to actually make that happen? Now, this guy, he sold everything that he had. He says, I'm going to go and buy this field because I know that this field has greater riches than I could possibly have with all the other stuff that I own. And this verse tells a lot in a very short period of time. It says, in two sentences, basically, it tells you the whole story. This man, he finds something of extraordinary value. You might call it a pearl of great price, right? And he has joy in that thing. He sees it. He feels the joy in what that thing is. But here's the, here's the really interesting part about that, right? He feels joy about this thing before he even owns the field. When I work with my clients and I'm helping them understand how they're going to get to the place that they want to be, one of the things that we do is we work on understanding what feeling it is that they will feel when they achieve that target, when they accomplish the goal that they want to accomplish. Why do we do this? We do this because our actions are always predicated on how we feel. So if we can feel the feelings of our future self, and feel how that feels, we will act in the way that our future self acts, which will drive us towards the goal that we want to achieve. And this is exactly what he did. He went and he bought a field based on a feeling that he had. He sold everything that he had, which is that interim step, right? When you're trying to overcome pornography, it's feeling your feelings. It's observing your thoughts. 
It's not judging yourself. It's processing your urges. That's the part that he's doing there when he goes and he sells everything that he has. It takes time. It takes effort. I'm sure he probably found that he wasn't selling certain things for as much as he wanted to sell them. And he might have probably gotten discouraged in the process thinking, how am I going to get enough money to buy this field? It's a valuable commodity even without the pearl of great price, the thing within the field. So that's the process that you go through, right? If you're trying to lose weight, it's the same thing. It's processing the urges. It's understanding the meal plan. It's choosing to put that meal plan on the calendar and make it happen every single day. And then you get to buy the field. You get your goal. But in the meantime, you're going to want to feel the joy that comes from the process of achieving your goal. And every day you're not going to feel the joy. I'll I'll be honest with you. Every single day is not going to be that day where you're like, yes, it's amazing today. Some days it's going to be discipline that you feel. Some days it's going to be discomfort that you feel. Some days it's going to be diligence that you need to feel. But every time when you go back and you think, what's it going to feel like when I have this field, when I have possession of the pearl of great price, that's the feeling that I want to feel and that's the feeling that I'm trying to create in my life on a regular, more permanent basis. That feeling will drive the long-term actions that will help you achieve that goal. And by the way, that guy who went and sold everything that he had, nothing in the text tells us that he was you know, fussing and worrying and in fear of someone else discovering the thing in the field before he went back and bought it. He didn't ruminate over whether or not he could buy the field because he wasn't able to raise enough money. He went and he did, and then he bought the field because of the joy that he felt. Now, some of you might say, well, you're just making this up, right? You are just deciding to feel joy even though there's no actual reason because your behavior is not the place that it should be or you're not as good as you want to be. And I think that's a really interesting thing because when we choose to make decisions out of fear, we're contriving our reasons just as much. I'm not going to achieve this. I'm not uh, good enough to do this. All that same stuff. There's actually some interesting research out there. And my friend Dave gave me the book, The Art of Possibility. He actually loaned it to me. And twice now he's told me that he definitely wants it back. So Dave, I'm reading the book and I'll give it back to you as soon as I'm done. But It talks about the experiments with people who've suffered from lesions between the two halves of their brains, and those have shown that when the right side is prompted, say, to close a door, the left side, unaware of the experimenter's instruction, will produce a reason as to why he's just performed the action, such as, oh, I felt a draft. It's all invented. So we might as well invent a story or a framework of meaning that enhances our quality of life and the life of those around us. I don't really know how the experiment was conducted and you know it's like possible that they were giving some visual cue to one side of the brain or a physical stimulus to one side of the brain that would only show up on that one side of the brain and then the other side created a reason. I don't I don't know how that worked, but what I do know is people like to tell themselves stories. And when we tell ourselves stories that create fear and that are from a place of fear, we are holding ourselves back. And when we tell ourselves stories and when we find reasons and we find compelling arguments and tell ourselves 
the interesting things that drive us forward, that actually help us make decisions from places of love or places of joy, then we get to have those feelings in our lives more often and more fully, which is an important component of becoming the person that you want to be. Because feeling how you want to feel is essential to being who you want to be. And when we make decisions from fear, we are not being the person we want to be. I've never met anybody who makes a decision based on fear that really felt like it was the absolute best decision and that they are coming out of it on the other side, the person that they want to be. One of the reasons that I'm a life coach is because I chose not to make a decision based on fear. I had lived and worked in the corporate world for a lot of years. When my last job ended, I could have gone back to that. And yet I said, I want to create something of extraordinary value for the people that need my help. And I know that it's going to be a hard thing to do. We sold our house. We moved in with my in-laws. We took that money and we invested in this business and it is paying dividends and it is helping so many people move from a place of using pornography to not using pornography. It's helping so many people who are uh, stuck with an addictive behavior like overeating or excessive weight in their lives to a place where that is not holding them back anymore. And it's such a blessing to be able to do this because not only does it provide for my family, but it creates an outlet. It creates a place where so many people can come and say, I am ready to be the master of myself. I'm ready to make the changes that are necessary so that I can become the person that I want to be. All right, folks. This has been a wonderful Mastery Monday. Hey, I just want to remind you that on May 13th, we are going to hold a live webinar. Darcy and I are going to be side-by-side side answering your questions, and you are going to get to ask all the questions that you want. I'll even coach somebody live if somebody's willing to volunteer, and we will talk about the secrets to helping your spouse overcome pornography use. So go to my website, go to free call on zackspafford.com, or you can just type it in zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can register for that webinar. There are a limited number of spots, so make sure that you register early so that you have a place so that you can participate in that webinar. You can ask your questions anonymously. If you don't feel comfortable being on the screen, you can also set your screen name to be whatever you want it to be in case you don't feel comfortable that way either. But I want everybody who can to come to that webinar so that you can hear at the very least some of the questions that people are asking about how they can help their spouse overcome pornography use. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash work with me. That's zackspafford.com slash work with me. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. 
You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.